0: Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that serves as self-help for people. (laughs) Self-help. Self-help for people who are navigating herpes stigma. Um, If you are someone who found value in the information that you receive here, the website, surveys, podcast, um, I invite you to consider making a donation uh, just to continue to support our efforts. Um, what do I want to start <laughs> really just picking up from last episode? Cause I just finished recording it and I saved it. Um, I want to just go ahead while it's fresh on my mind and talk about, you know, the next segment. Of what I want to speak on in relation to uh, my own personal dating experience. So um, I talked about how essentially we really need to be our best. And I would say that this podcast episode is more for men than it is anybody else. Um, And I think, you know, maybe there's something to learn here for uh, people who aren't men who listen to this podcast episode, but ultimately, man, what I've really learned is a lot of the issues that we have in dating, uh, myself included isn't necessarily problems with women or, I mean, arguably even dating culture. Like I'll, I'll shit on hookup culture because it's collectively, um, really dictated by men like men really decide what the dating culture looks like and we can say oh women dot 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 but what i'm learning and what i'm experiencing is that that's not an issue like for men who are um who know what they want and stick by what they say they want you know, the women or your partners, whoever it is that you're with, is going to, uh, Mr. Lucario says this, get on your program. And if you don't have a program, the default is dating uh, hookup culture. The default is looking for the next best thing. So it's not about w- exclusively, you know, whether your program is good or a fit or whether what you have going on is, um, you know, something that aligns with the woman you're with. Cause the thing is, if she like you, she like you and it don't really matter as long as there is a plan in place. And, uh, Uh, What I consistently hear from women is that a lot of times that the man that they're with doesn't have a plan or like they're stringing them along or they're playing games. So I kind of want to dissect what playing games looks like. And you can identify playing games real quickly with just inconsistency. If you're dealing with a man who's inconsistent, then that's what it is. Um, I talk to a lot of women who date men who are like, you know, I just don't want to have to make decisions. And this is a very common thing across uh, the board from people who date men. And a lot of the men that they date leave them with having to make too many decisions. I mentioned in the last episode where uh, I stopped, I wasn't asking questions um, and I was doing more leading and I was repressing anything that was feminine in me for uh, about a month of time and that the results were amazing. You know and i was able to say hey you know this is the kind of relationship that i'm looking for and everybody was on board with it everybody's like okay and it it still blows my mind that that thing that that worked, but i guess that's just like the nature of relationships you know when we look at um how you know, someone who dates men. If you date men, you want to date a man. It's not you are wanting a man who is also these things that contradict. You know what it means to be with a man, and having experienced that myself, um, I just recognize it like that. That that ain't me, <laughs> and I see why a lot of the relationships that or the dating relationships, whatever, where I get along best with the people or they're the healthiest are typically where um, it's a queer woman, like a queer woman, bisexual woman, or um, pansexual woman, any of those things. Wait, pansexual. Yeah, pansexual was right. Um, I just, those relationships tend to be the healthiest and like the easiest for me to navigate and the most communicative. Um, and I guess it would be because they are not exclusively, you know, by default, you know, drawn to only masculine features or behaviors and things like that. Like I look very masculine and dominant and, you know, I, I have that. But there is still also this emotional awareness and intelligence aspect of me. And I really want to shout out to my friend Erica, uh, who listens to the podcast and she always hits me up and is like, man, this thing you said, dot, 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 because she also said to me, and she was like, you know, you don't have to play that game. And this was the first time I ever thought about that, like not playing the game of acting one way so I can get what it is that I want. And then I can go into being my real self. Um, that don't, that don't work for me, that, that doesn't work for, I mean, it works, (laughs) it works for me to get what I want, but it doesn't work long-term, and it's not a sustainable thing, so I recognize that, like, that's what's worked for me is surprising the shit out of queer women that I've been in relationships with who see, like, this masculine, you know, dominant, strong, deep-voiced person, and then, you know, I fix my lips to say something, and I'm like, oh, you know, consent, or, oh, sex positivity, or, oh, um, uh, negotiations, and that's what, like, draws people in, in a way. <sighs> Excuse me. So, that being said, you know, going back to the whole reason that I'm talking here is, because, like, we, as men, you know, we are the ones who dictate this shit. Like, we got to get out of this whole... I, I hear men bitch about women way too much. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that I've never done that. Because I don't, I don't think I've ever bitched about women. I think that what I have done in adulthood is trying to assess my role in my lack of success with relationships or dating. And I'll say since doing that, like I have come to realize a lot of my own shortcomings and the the consistent thing that these, if I were to take all of these like traits and put them in one, it's that I have not done a good job. I'm not initiated. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but like I don't typically initiate relationships, partly because I don't have to. But in that, like I am succumbing to um, just the nature of the dating world and I'm not making it on my terms. And that's part of like what the power is of being a man. It's like, all right, I create this structure and somebody who's on board with it is going to get on board with it. And people who aren't on board with it. I won't know they aren't on board with it because they won't they just won't show up here or, you know, I'll extend the invitation and they'll yay or nay at shit right away. And so I've not been one to initiate and I've recently gotten better about setting expectations even though i've fallen short um the example that i have here is just like most recently um I, I think i told y'all instagram is the best dating app like you put yourself out there consistently as yourself but the only problem that i face with it um with pursuing or having partners through uh instagram is that you know you see enough from somebody to where you think you know them and then it 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 feels like you don't have to get to know them and i think that that's something that i faced consistently in um dating and relationships is like i don't feel like anybody's like trying to understand or get to know me um and I don't want to say anybody, but, you know, majority of the relationships that I've had where I met people through Instagram. Don't get me wrong. There are some great ones. There are some that that still are going on. Um, There's a connection there. There's a relationship to some extent there. Even if sex isn't involved, friendship, relationship, connection, whatever, there's a sense of safety and reciprocity uh, in there as well and uh this yeah this allows you to put yourself out there. it allows me to put myself out there in a way that dating apps just don't allow and um again just going back to the whole thing about as a man and needing to be the one to spearhead you know the the what this relationship is and what it's going to look like and it's like i have this solid ground for what a relationship will look like and the framework for it. And whoever I invite in, you know, to test it out and see if they're on board with it, like more often than not, they are going to be on board with it if they like you. That's that's the key part. You know, if you are at your best, like I spoke about last episode, if you are at your best, then whatever it is that the program is, you know, you're going to begin to attract what is best for you. And you really f- shape the frame of what that relationships looks like. And, you know, I don't, don't want to hear none of that sexist shit or, oh, you know, that's misogyny or patriarchy. I will not want to hear none of that shit because that's the reality. Like, I have had too many conversations with people, even the people who are out there screaming patriarchy, misogyny and shit. Like, they still like men. They don't like the kind of men who are succumbing to what uh the the shit that they preach like I perfect example is uh who is Sierra the uh singer she is married to Russell Wilson but then is like encouraging independent women and just being like yeah you don't need no man y'all need no man and then she goes back home to her man her husband at that right and uh yeah man it's it's like on social media on the internet there's this uh there's a market for it there's a market for independent women there's a market for not need no man there's a market for uh screaming at patriarchy white supremacy and all that shit and in the real world you know it's just like uh, it's people people peopling in the real world who have like whatever their issues are that they are facing and have to face and like that's the reality that they live in so it really ain't no time to point fingers at shit when you're trying to get shit done and a lot of times like getting shit done just looks like the natural progression of a relationship towards whatever the goal is you know if you're someone who wants a relationship who wants family and I I, again I see a lot of men who just are like going with the flow and this is something that gets talked about a lot in a lot of the reels and videos that, uh, uh-oh, there it go. Now I'm getting sleepy, all right? <laughs> um Yeah, like the whole go with the flow thing. You know, um, I, I was talking to, speaking about the woman that I was talking to yesterday, she talked about having wasted a whole year of her life. And, you know, if she were to go back out into the dating world and be like, allowing for this to frame how men are in general, when the reality is this was just one dude who was wasting her fucking time over the last year, then her perception of dating, her perception of men would just be completely jaded in that. And, you know, there's a number of different ways to go from there, but that's not the reality. Like the reality is that um, I would say that the kind of man who would string a person along isn't a man because men are historically like, (laughs) we're very cut and dry. This is what we do. We do what we do. We are who we are. We're disciplined. We're consistent. We're grounded. We're anchors for, and, and, you know, people are trying to change that. And as someone who, has been changed in that. Like I still got my discipline and everything, but I'm much more malleable and adaptable than what your modern man is going to be or what your traditional man, I'm sorry, is going to be. I'm not your modern man. I'm not your traditional man. Like I'm, I'm something else. Like I'm uh, receptive to new information that is going to change the way that I think or the way that I approach. Oh, okay. I accidentally hit a button. I didn't know what happened. Uh, or the way that I approach the world. Um, and I, I, I really saw that when I went to that uh, sexpert consultant sexology summit. I really saw it because I was the only straight dude, and you know I'm still able to navigate conversations with people in the LGBT community or people who are mostly uh, in the space predominantly women. In fact, there was a funny moment. There was one of the workshops there where um, they were talking about I I got there a little bit late and I think if I would have been there from the beginning, I probably would have left. But I got there late enough to where I was able to pick up on that. uh, They were talking a lot about sexual trauma and I my sexual trauma is not you know near um it's it's different let me say that like me having sexual trauma versus all the women in there who had sexual trauma it just looks different so we had to write on paper (laughs) what our fantasy was right and so we had to write it on paper put it in this bag and then we started uh you pull one read it out loud this was the exercise so We're going around a room and, you know, you're hearing these long in-depth fantasies about things that partly have anything to do with sex at all. And I'm sitting there sweating bullets because I I wrote down what mine is. And uh, I wrote what I wrote down was uh, it was free use. If you like look at if you look up free use and whatever porn like you, you'll see what it is, but. We had to and you have to raise your hand if you also fantasize about this thing. So we get to it and mine was the last one. I was ready to leave because she was also like, Oh, we don't have time to finish up. You know what? We'll just run over a little bit. And I was like, fuck. So somebody opened it and they were just like, uh, free use? Like they were confused. And then she goes, Oh, put your hands up if you uh if if you're into that. And I it was just me putting <laughs> my hand up. I just put my hand up and then she explained what it was and then like three or four more hands went up, but they felt like petty hands. Like it was just like, oh, you know, I I could be into that. And they put their hands up, but it was just a funny ass moment where I just realized I was like, um, I, I I'm definitely I'm different <laughs> to be in this space the way that I am. So I'm like in a room full of women who are in the sex education field or have an interest of it. And we do this exercise. And, and that was what happened. But anyway, um, I, I know that it's appreciated, like I'm, I'm appreciated there. And that, that feels good because I had some side conversations and, uh, these were with people who, you know, I was like, I thought that I wouldn't get along with because of, you know, what they talk about in their views, but they invited me in the conversation. They're like, Hey, you know, what can we do to get more men in this space? Or what would that look like? Or like, how do you feel? Um, especially as, you know, when they ask, you know, are you straight? I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, because If I wasn't, I have a fucking blast in this bitch. Uh, Not to say I'm not having fun anyway, but I think that there would be a lot more. I don't know. Maybe I'd I'd be in a relationship um, if I were like more open in that sense. But I I think I'm as open as I'm be. Um, I'm very much able to navigate the conversations. I'm able to navigate the real issues that people have and talk to it from logical reasonable rational angles as well and i think that's that's enough for me but uh even here you know like i nope not not telling that story (laughs) uh where was i at i was talking about you know being a man and essentially like being at my best allows for me to be trusted with the plan of action like like i said mr lucario says you know you need to have she needs to be on board with your program, like your program being, All right, you know, this is what I do. Um, I'm, this is my passion. This is my purpose. It's how I make my money. Here's how much time I got. Here's what we're going to do when we do have time together. Here's what we're working towards, that kind of thing. And a lot of men don't have that. And like that. And without with lack of better words, whenever I like talk to women about their relationship issues, like it does stem down to that. Well, he doesn't know what he wants or uh, he he's playing games or uh, it's toxic. You know, these are things that lead me to say, like I've always said, like, I think a lot of times like the feminine has daddy issues with the masculine like there's trust issues it doesn't trust masculinity and rightfully so because i mean we've been fucking up you know I, I look at this red pill shit and it's like women this women that like women are the problem and it's not like women aren't the problem it's that men who aren't allowed who aren't being men that enable for like This problem to exist, because more often than not, like I'll use this example, women with OnlyFans. If men didn't pay women's OnlyFans, then the women who have OnlyFans would more than likely be doing something different. Right. Because I mean, I don't know too many women who pay for OnlyFans. I don't even know too many women who like are into visual porn. You know, like if there is um, audio or storytelling or erotica, that tends to have more of a draw to women than it does men. But men being visual creatures, you know, like on one hand, you've got the majority. Let's say that <clears throat> like 85 percent of men, uh, the general men are going to consume porn of that 85 percent. We ain't got to do too many numbers and statistics, but uh You know, some are willing to pay for porn and the kinds of men who are willing to consume so much porn and pay for porn and fund the lifestyle of you being able to make your OnlyFans porn is going to be like the kind of man who if they were to, you know, have their shit together, like be able to pursue you in a relationship, get you in that relationship and you would not really care to make money off of all men or as many men as you possibly can and the men who damn dude there's so much here to unpack and i think that i don't want to cross over and tangle up different angles of what i'm trying to say here but um that that that's where a problem lies like with the over sexualization blah 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 whatever however you want to word it because um if like our meat damn dude i'm all right coach greg adams he has this acronym meat money energy attention time all right and the way that men just waste that and aren't investing it in to what's important or what's important to them by throwing it away to porn. Like porn is entertainment, it's not educational. And I think that there's an overindulgence in porn easily. Like I've definitely been one of the people to overindulge in porn. And I saw that there was like um, there was a shift in my relationships because I started to not invest my money, energy, attention, time into porn. And I was able to invest that into my friendships, my family, my passions. If we had more men who were doing those things, then more men would be attractive. It wouldn't be like this 80 for 85 percent like your average man. Um, In the last episode, I think I talked about how um, when you talk to the modern woman, what she wants is six pack, six feet, six inches, six figures, right? The the sixes. And, um, that's not most dudes (laughs) that, that just isn't. And it's like the, the way that people speak about it, the, our meat, we, if we put our meat into things that aren't our, um, our appearance, our like, you can't change height, you can't change penis size, you can change how much money you make, you can change how physically attractive you are, like you can get in the gym and actually make changes in your diet in order to look more attractive and you can also make a lot of money so investing in those two things for your shortcomings is something that i think we see commonly and these men then become that top percent man that is desired by general women who you know they are people who might've had shortcomings. And so they have these shortcomings and then they get money and now they get the women. And now these are the men who are, um, also being inconsistent or flaky or treating women bad or whatever. And now these women who go after these like top men are putting that same filter onto the general population of men and thinking that this is just what's out there and how men are, but that's not the case. You know, the majority of men And and I I shouldn't try I shouldn't try and speak to this in general uh, generalities because I'm supposed to be here talking about my experience. But this is me speaking about, you know, and to and for the people that I've spoken to and just speaking to these consistent issues and hoping that how I share my experience like is you're able to weave that in where necessary and also be able to see it from your own perspective. But I keep referencing that, that time period where I was just like, I was just masculine. It was like, all right, I'm gonna be masculine. And that shit worked. And the thing too, though, is I think I realized like, if, if you watch any of the YouTube shorts or anything online about the average woman or the modern woman, it's there's no such thing as an average woman. The modern woman, <laughs> um, they want these things and I, I'm not these things. I don't have these things. So it's like I can either subscribe to the game like I did and I can attract that kind of woman. But that's not that that's not sustainable for me. And I recognize that because a lot, shit, most of the relationships I had have just, like, ended. Um, I'm very fortunate that these women have been willing to, like, tell me, like, hey, you know, I ain't feeling this no more or whatever it was. And I think, you know, that comes from, you know, them wanting, liking a certain kind of man. and that's that but in what's in my wheelhouse what's in my control is being the best option and i haven't been that um for where i'm at like sometimes people can see where you at and look at you for where you at sometimes people can see where you're going and look at you for where you're going and um i think that i do a good job of continuing to move forward and progress forward um because I, I again the trauma response is fight flight freeze find forward to me the forward response is you know you're what would normally be a trigger for you and put you in fight or flight is something that you're able to stop pause examine and then decide to move forward the same way you have or to move forward in a different way and um that i that's that's where i'm at like as a man um, utilizing and tapping into my forward trauma response. Uh, I'm working to be my best. I I, I can't even say I'm working to it because as things are happening now, I'm able to address them in the moment. So I would say I am at my best and from being at my best, things are going to be added to, uh, as they're added to, and it's not gonna change, you know, the essence of who I am. Uh, and since making the decision to be, like, firm in what my my program is, I recognize that uh, the people who do come in just are on board with it. And, uh, you know, if not, like, short term, like, these are often situations that I can foresee Um the vetting process. I don't do a good job of vetting partners and setting expectations, and that's really the core of what this podcast episode is going to be about. You know, I said that this is mostly for men. Like we really gotta do a better job of we we gotta we gotta lead. You know, the feminine and the feminine really does want to not have to make decisions and it wants to be free flowing and be uh, more artsy, creative, and expressive. Um, but we can't do that too. <laughs> you know, we do that too. That shit's unattractive, right? So we gotta be anchors. So the feminine can float off and, in within the safety of the container that we create, you know, the bigger cre- container we create, the more, uh, freedom there is and the more attractive that femininity is going to be to that masculinity. So it's very important that we are at our best at all times and then whatever happens like we're adding to that we got to be our best at our core at our essence it ain't a matter of i'm making the most money that i can possibly make no like it's about who you are and the uh, sense of your values and the characteristics of yourself, like your leadership. What do you value? Uh, for me, I value transparency, consistency, reciprocity, maturity. Um, I value liberation. I value peace. I value, um, empathy. Uh, no, that's not what it was. What was the third one? Peace, liberation, evolution. I was like, uh, empathy wasn't a value. Um, but identifying where your value is, right? and then being able to once you acknowledge and you're aware of and you hold true to what your value is that's when you add those other things that's when you add your money you add your your looks you well you can't add height or inches (laughs) i mean you can add inches and height but it's, it's not it's less natural that way but um That that is important, because I really genuinely believe that our essence is what people are drawn to. And it's just a matter of, you know, um, what what keeps a person. I I don't know. I, I haven't really cracked that code yet. But I know that it's important that we know our essence and then we begin to be able to communicate that. So for me, you know, being my emotional awareness, communication, intelligence, I struggle to communicate that. I don't know how to put that out there in the real world, because I think that would probably alleviate a lot of the issues that I have with dating is because like one thing is um, on Instagram, like that's an easy way for me to just put myself out there. What I share, what I post, what I say, um, my body, all of these things are out there and on Instagram. But in the real world, like I'm not going to walk up to a girl, like hey girl, look at my Instagram profile and scroll through it and get an idea who I am. I'd like to take you out. Can't do that. Like, how do you demonstrate that when you're walking and, you know, she's got her dog and you're like, oh, hey, I like your dog or pet your dog. And also, by the way, I'm very emotionally intelligent and aware and available. What you think of that? Like, let's go out and get dinner. <laughs> you know, I don't know how that shit works. Um, so that's the thing that I have to work on personally. Like, yeah, you know, not it's showing versus telling. Um, I see a lot of men do this very well, you know, if they have like a lot of money, you know, they don't tell, they show, because the minute you tell, like that's a turn off for the woman, um, or you know, even with looks, like being a little more modest about your muscles and shit like that, like if you flaunting it, you know, you might put off one particular vibe, but you know, if it's hidden under being well dressed, um, then. You know, it's like an added bonus when you take your shirt off, right? Showing versus telling. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing for me with the emotional stuff. Is like, all right, how do I show this versus being like, yeah, girl, I'm very emotionally available and intelligent and uh, <laughs> aware like that. That shit don't. It, yeah, it just don't work. <sighs> um Damn, 30 minutes already. OK, Uh the story oh damn the expectation setting that's where i was going so um i ended up meeting somebody uh she slid in my dms a while ago didn't notice because i'm very oblivious to like you gotta you gotta send me a titty pic in order for me to know you are interested because i recognize that there's a line between flirting and like business. So I got to be very careful with that. And one of my board members warned me, she was like, Hey, you know, you're getting more, you know, big popular in the New York times and shit. Now I had to throw that out there. Um, and there are going to be people who have the ability to, um, like, come after me in a way. And I, I got to already experience this. Fortunately, um, it didn't go anywhere, and, like, I'm prepared if it does. But, um, yeah, just, like, uh, I have power now, and that's a thing to be aware of when somebody may express interest in me, and um, there's a power dynamic that play in present. So I, it's, I, I have to be a grounded person, to set the expectations of like, hey, you know, I don't have the capacity for this or hey, you know, I'm interested. Here's what this will have to look like. Hey, let's talk about this or hey, you know, um, I like we're, we're going to maintain a donor relationship. We're like, yeah, I just got to keep it friendly and um, be dismissive a lot of times and that's kind of me knowing my program but i'm still i'm a little bit shaky because i have to recalibrate that shit like i i hear from and talk to some very fucking beautiful women like physically attractive women um and i have like my filters for all right what what has what what is dating what's flirting like okay this person's flirting we need to have this particular conversation so I've gotten really good about that versus um you know just like not not getting it wrong like I don't want to get it wrong because I got it wrong one time very recently um like me and somebody we were this was clearly flirting clearly flirting um and I look for very specific language as well so uh um, me and this person we were texting and it was like a, a restaurant analogy of some sort and um when we we got to a certain point of like dessert and calling dessert aftercare, but it was like a seven course meal, and she's like, mm, I could really like go for some of that. Yeah, I, I could use that. And what's that look like? Like really entertaining it. And then at the end of it, kind of like said thanks. This was fun. Um, but then I was like, um, what did I say? I don't remember exactly what I said, but whatever it was, it made me feel stupid. After <laughs> she was like, uh, uh, no, my boyfriend wouldn't like that, and I was like, oh shit all right i probably should have picked up on that somehow don't um i do know how like you scroll through a person's instagram you see how recently they were with their person and i guess like yeah it it, i didn't think anything of it because i couldn't really tell like if this was a long relationship or uh if it was a date because she said like again like if you listen to the podcast regularly you've heard me say that um we use language about like our partners, our boyfriends, girlfriends that like dehumanizes them. And she kind of she said, yeah, my source of that thing just left and I didn't get any of it. It wasn't my boyfriend. So I was like, oh, you available. You just dating some dude that you're dating, not interested in just left. And it's amazing how context plays a role in these things, because like that's what I heard. I heard some dude you are normally fucking didn't fuck you night He went home. And now you're like, you're horny, basically. And that wasn't the case. I mean, it just ended up being, actually, it's my boyfriend. And tonight just wasn't a sex night. And I was kind of left high and dry. And this conversation was very stimulating and flirty. Thank you for it. And I was just like a smooth, like it was a clean way of just navigating that. But I was just kind of like, fuck. Fuck. Like, when else do I do this? Like, have I done this before? Is it something that's going to happen again? And so any time these things happen, I'm able to just, like, readjust, recalibrate, and honestly get more oblivious. <laughs> because I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I don't want nobody screenshotting shit and sending it to somebody and being like, this is what Cordy said to me. So I don't want none of that miscommunication. And I've just, like, just just refined and... Um, I refined that a lot and just been like, yeah, we, we just gonna not do this. Like if you interest, you got to really fucking show me you interested. Like this most recent person who, uh, demonstrated interest and, um, we had a, we had a few days together. It was a good time. Um, but I, I recognize that again, going back to the, when people think they know me, they don't have to get to know me. Um, there was a misfire in communication. And it came up when we were talking about like kids and speaking about kids. Uh, she, she made a face and she was like, I just realized that we want different things. And I was like, Oh, you just realized that like, I, I didn't have the language for it, but it's like, damn dude, I'm here. I didn't stay the night at your crib and I'm going to be here for a couple more days. Like, how does this going to look for the rest of the time? And, no matter how much I try to set the expectations, and it, it's it's not something you can say. It's something that needs to be experienced consistently. You can't just say one thing. You have to also be able to back it up with actions. And that's partly why I'm I'm not really a fan of the long distance thing because out of sight, out of mind, and you can really like get um, de not desensitized. You can you can fall off. You can fall off from being on, quote, the program. I need to take a sip of water right now. Reach in. Hold on, because I'm going to keep doing this throat clearing thing. And that ain't going to sound good on the podcast. Give me one second, please. I guess I could have paused it and then took the sips. But yeah, here we are. Um, this this feels like such a rambly episode. I wish that I, I'm, I'm going to try and have a conversation with somebody. It's, it's been a while since I've been interviewing people about, excuse me, these topics, um, or just like having a, a shared conversation, dialogue exchange, because i as I'm saying things out loud, more thoughts are coming up, and I'm wondering if wires are crossing, and I'm being confusing at all, but i will i w I'll I'll stand on this, man, is like the way that the dating culture is is because the leaders of the dating culture are not being leaders of the dating culture. Um and that's what i'm seeing i'm i'm seeing that consistently that we as men are not collectively setting the standards for ourselves and the men who you know women say like it's it's like a power thing you know women are like men need to be more this way like it's hot when a man dot 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 and all this kind of does is, you know, put us in the mode of just doing what women want us to do rather than us doing what needs to be done. And then women saying that and being attracted to it, because that's ultimately what they're attracted to um, for the women who date men, at least. And I've noticed a significant difference for myself. Um, between when I was playing football, it was like, football is my focus. I got to go to practice. I got to go to games. And regardless of how pissed off somebody would be that we got to end our time early or I got to, you know, like I have things going on. Like women love that shit because there was a period where I didn't have shit going on and I was in dry spell out the ass. And then, you know, fast forward to me having, uh podcast recordings having meetings and non-profit stuff and like the way that i present myself having lit up because this is a thing that i give a fuck about i care about this. this is my passion this is a thing that would arguably be my purpose and this is also now my career because i'm paying myself now you know these are the things that women are drawn to and attracted to and i think that you know. A lot of times women don't know that on the surface. And I'm specifically thinking about like the most modern women that I know because when we have conversations and I break it down uh to their situation, they're like, Oh shit, yeah, you're right, ha 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 and it's like it's laughed off. It's like, yo, that's kind of a big deal that you you don't know that, but you agree with it and you are willingly participating in Uh, contradictory behaviors, because that's another thing too, is like, we don't realize this, but our inconsistencies are off-putting. Like I tell people, you know, who you hang out with kind of determine, it does determine how people perceive you. I was telling one of my friends, she was like, you know, I really want a relationship. I was like, yo, you, you hang out with people who clearly don't want a relationship and you put them on social media more than you put yourself wanting a relationship out there on social media. So if somebody is interested in you, like them seeing that, It's going to make them think, oh, you're just another one of these kinds of people. You know, yeah, you should get to know people before making judgments, whatever. But again, like it goes back to men being men. We are who we are and we have been who we have been and we've been that way for however long. So it's like, are you going to devote your existence to trying to change a man or men to conform to you? Or are you going to understand this about men and then just decide which one, uh, like what kind of man is going to be the best for you based on their patterns of consistency, discipline, what they care about, how much time they have available, how much of their meat they're going to give to you, money, energy, attention, time, and what your requirements are. And are you realistic about those expectations? Are you realistic about what dating pool you're in? You know, I hear again, all the six. Is. You want the six pack, six feet, six figures, six inches. You know, are you someone who uh, you, you want that kind of guy physically? You know, are you the kind of person who that guy is attracted to? Like, a lot of times people don't ask themselves these questions. And also, like, again, this is social media, because people who are navigating the real world, I think, know this shit. Like, I have, uh, who was I talking to? I was talking to... A woman who was like, yeah, man, dot, dot, dot. And she'd fill in the blanks with what men do. And I was like, yo, you got the keys. You know, you got the formula. But like your behaviors are very much contradicting, you know, what you know to be true about this. Like, why are you saying you want this thing, but you continue to go for this thing? And You know, that's not a conversation a lot of people are willing to have. They'll just dismiss it with that was sexist. That was misogynistic. Oh, that's because patriarchy like that doesn't assess the behavior and get to the root of it and then make us decide, okay, here's the new behavior going forward. All right. So, again, it's really on us. We got to be consistent, y'all. Men, we got to be consistent. We got to be disciplined. We got to find the thing that we're supposed to do, do that thing love that thing. And, you know, unfortunately, like we can't put looking for a partner first Um, because I, in my experience, I've done that. And it's just been like, it's like sometimes you, you get one, sometimes maybe you do, but more often than not, you know, it's not a sustainable thing when I've put what's important to me down on the totem pole for the sake of a partner it's just not worked out it just hasn't and i've become the most attractive not physically necessarily but overall because There's this thing that I care about. There's this thing I'm invested in. I'm fully on go mode for, um, and I, I fucking do this. Like, I do this. And I give a fuck about this, and I'm getting better at it. And I'm aligned. And it's like an on switch, off switch. You're either attractive because this energy is being put out and it's on, or you're not attractive because there's no vitality to you. There's no liveliness to you. And also, again, we got to stay consistent. I'm keep pushing that narrative, man. We got to be consistent. We got to be disciplined. We got to give a fuck. Right. We got to care about these things. And, you know, I I listen to Mr. Lucario. I listen to uh, FitX Fearless. I've listened to uh, Kevin Samuels and, um, you know, people might not like this, but even with a lot of the stuff that not the short clips of Andrew Tate or the Fresh and Fit podcast, but like if you listen to the whole Episodes and recordings and you have more context, what you'll see are the consistencies there of how reality is and how it directly reflects um what some of the problems are which again the source of all of it is men like regardless like it's entertaining to survey these women and talk about women and their issues or whatever but all of this shit really comes down to men i hate the fucking phrase men aren't men anymore um because that's not true men aren't men on the internet like your man is going to be working like I I can't even tell you when it was earthquakes and natural disasters and shit like me and my friends don't know about that shit unless it immediately affects us or family. Right. And not to say, you know, oh, I'm the manliest of men. I'm the truest of men, but I'm fucking busy. And if I'm busy and not really making no money, I know the motherfuckers around me who busy and making money are busy and can't be caught up in this social media shit of trying to be more appealing to uh, women. And like it's a proximity thing, you know. I have made a point to step away and allow myself to be more present in the real world and engage with what's happening around me. And it's been working out for me uh, because, again, like it's made me realize just how much influence social media and the Internet has had on me, making me do more of this like conforming shit uh, in conflict with my values. And again, your value is directed at what your character, your values are. So it's not about being high value. It's about identifying what your value is. And then you want to pour your meat, money, energy, attention, time into that and allow for that to radiate, draw in and attract the people who are going to want to be with you who belong there, who are aligned, and then creatively finding a way to put that out there. Um, And that's where I'm at right now is making an effort to put that out there. So yeah, that's uh <laughs> I think that's good. Um uh a lot of the stuff that I say on the podcast, it it feels safe um to me to be able to say things that, you know, might get you cancelled like, Oh, this is how men and women who date men Interact. I think that's the most accurate way of saying it, because, again, like I have real conversations with people and even, you know, the people I follow on Instagram who say men need to dot 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 like they boyfriends don't even do that shit. Like, why why is there this these narratives being pushed, you know, like even with attraction, accept your body, love your body the way it is. And uh, I spoke to a woman who she was like, I used to be fat, like I worked my ass off to look this good and I'm proud of that. And the world shames me because I didn't just accept that I was fat and that I didn't like my body. Like, I should have just accepted it as it was. And when she told me that, like, that really put a perspective change on me, too, in terms of body positivity. And not to say that, like, you should shape your entire opinion off of one exception to the general rule, but it makes me wonder, like, how many other people are out there who don't feel safe saying, you know, I'm very proud of myself for having lost all this weight. And I feel like I look good. I'm the healthiest I've ever been without being attacked by people who haven't put that work in, who haven't done that, who might believe that they can't do that. Um, So it's, it's 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 really fucking phenomenal what happens when you just have real conversations with people and I that's one thing I love about what I do is that it has made me a conversation because I used to be fucking awkward y'all I used to be so awkward in conversation but here I am now like interviewing people and communicating my thoughts and feelings in a way that is aligned with what my purpose is and with my passion and with my career so having that all of those things overlap like I feel that I am the most attractive, the most high quality, high value that I have ever been in my entire life. And that's just simply because of consistency in a lot of my masculine traits, like the feminine aspect of me is just like able to pick up on the undercurrent, interview people, whole space and be acknowledging and all that shit. But when i'm retreated into working or when i'm like yeah when i'm retreated into working that's where i'm at like i'm in my masculine like rejection i'm fucking immune to that shit when i'm filling out these grants and i'm emailing people like i get a little upset initially but then it's like all right on to the next and that's what we're missing with a lot of men is just the ability to be able to excuse me do what needs to be done And and take on that sense of duty, like not in a controlling way. And I think that this is where my femininity kind of fucks me over because I kind of had this like, I want you to, I don't want you to like me because I scare you into liking me or intimidate you into liking me, or you feel like you're going to miss out if you don't like me now. Like I want people to have the freedom to choose. I want you to fucking choose to be with me. I don't want to have to play this game. And again, shout out to Erica for saying, I don't have to play the game. I can just opt out of it and choose transcend the whole idea of playing that game, doing that song and dance because I know that was my bad. I was scooting and it made that, like, fart noise. But, (sighs) damn, the yawn fucked up my thought process. Um, I know you see it. I know you see it. Nah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for the conversations with people that I've had that allow for me to be able to articulate this so well, because I don't know that, I don't know, I've, I've not been able to, I've not been able to really communicate this and it, it feels right for me to talk about it now, um, especially with talking about my own dating experience. Oh, the femininity thing, like um, repressing shit yeah repressing my femininity looks like god damn it i forgot where i was going with that comment i need to listen again and plug in what i want to say and i don't think that'll work that just takes up too much time but i hope that you were able to keep up with me in this like ramble fest um You know, no shade to anybody who has OnlyFans or anything like that. So if you've gotten upset or offended, like, talk to me about it. Don't be quick to just say, fuck, Courtney, he is this and that and that. But like, yeah, talk to me, challenge me, because I've spoken to women who have trouble dating and there's a correlation between, you know, um, how they put themselves out there. Like, regardless of what y'all see on social media and what y'all post, like how you feel in reality, sometimes just don't line up. Like the way that you feel, you know, if you were to give up posting on Instagram all the time, scrolling on Instagram all the time, like I know relationships that have been ruined, very um, relationships that had potential that have been ruined because of social media, because of OnlyFans, because of, um, you know, choosing to on one end of the spectrum, say, I want the kind of man who would never pay for OnlyFans and then be on OnlyFans and getting money and employed and my, uh, having your lifestyle funded from only fans, but then also bitching about not being able to find the kind of man that you want, who is going to be the kind of man who isn't going to like that his girl is on only fans. Like there's this constant like back and forth, push pull. And it's like, no, well men should know because then if men were a hundred percent accepting of that all the time, like then you wouldn't want them. There wouldn't be a need. There wouldn't be a need. In that sense, to even have that kind of man, like the kind of man who does one thing is going to be the kind of man that you do or don't want. And then the the contradiction comes when it's like, OK, well, yeah, you know, this person, he's attractive. He likes these things. He respects me, he values me. But like, where is the, the like, where's the line? And this is probably like hot topic, not really a place for a podcast on something positive for positive people because it's not related to herpes. But um, more conversations that I've been having that are real. um, People have been very receptive. I get more feedback from when I talk the real shit than when I do about herpes and Granted, that's there. The podcast episodes are there. They'll keep coming. But just in between that, man, I really hope that y'all are able to take things away from this, that you're able to put into your life and not just attach exclusively to your herpes diagnosis. Don't live life you know, with the prioritization of herpes and your herpes diagnosis, and also don't live in this space of inconsistency where you're thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna just do this thing for now, like, perfect example is, like, a lot of dudes don't like, they, a lot of white dudes don't like the idea of their woman fucking a black dude, you, you see this in porn, um, the porn star's value goes down after she fucks a black dude. And I don't know if that's still the case, but I know that that was something that I've seen in interviews. I used to be a porn enthusiast, y'all. And I was like, damn, that's messed up. When you do anal or when you do uh, a BBC scene, it's like, oh, that's it. That's That was the peak of your career. Now your value is significantly lower. So, like, even with shit like that, man, like, it is, yeah, it is what it is. You can call it what you want, racist, uh, sexist, all of that. But at the end of the day, like, the outcome of it is this and i think that we've gotten very far removed from looking at the long term outcomes of decisions now and because of that like people are struggling people are struggling to date people are struggling to maintain relationships because all this really does come down to is being able to be present and when you're able to be present you're able to be present with what's real what's aligned and what's going to be consistent not necessarily where the inconsistencies are. So... (sighs) yeah, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, I, again, hope that there were things here that you were able to relate to your own life and find useful. I look forward to whatever feedback that, you know, you have. um, If you got positive or negative feedback, like, help me. Help me calibrate this shit. And as always, um, donations are welcome. Courtney Brame on Cash App, Courtney Brame on Venmo, all one word. Um, And then, paypal is something positive for positive people and uh patreon is something positive for positive people all right so men, let's let's go man let's get it together we gotta we gotta be our best we gotta be the best option and you know as far as people who date men you know just understand that you want to look for somebody who is you know, who has a discipline, who has that consistency. Otherwise you're gonna find yourself just bitching about the general population of men who are conforming on the internet based on what they say on the internet to what it is that you want. So if your relationships haven't worked out, like start asking yourself those kinds of things, like where uh, or how does this person, who is this person? How does this person show up for me? Like, how do I feel? Do I feel most of myself with this person? Yes, or no. And you'll see you'll begin to see it. Um, so that, that's where I'll stop it. At. I'll stop it here. Um, please continue listening through episodes. And again, I welcome the engagement. Thank you.